Welcome to NFT 101. I'm Matt Ryan, and today we are excited to have the mind behind Cosmos Astro Art Franco joining us here today, or Cosmos, whatever name you want to bring up, whatever name you want to go by, whatever your nom de plume is. We're just glad to have you here on NFT 101. First of all, I want to know how are you? I know you recently became a father and balancing all of this with your first NFT drop. How does it feel to be not only a new parent of a brand new child, but also to be the parent of this new project? Uh, well, it's tricky, let me tell you that. But yeah, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me as well. Very happy to be here. Um, it's been good, it's been good, man. She is, she is a little four months old and uh, you know, you hear that uh, parenting, there's not much sleep involved, and there's not much sleep involved in natural photography. So, you know, I was already there. So, no yeah, biggie. It, it, your work is truly nocturnal, and we'll get into your work in just a quick second. But I could only imagine if you were working working your day job. Well, give us a little bit of background on you. You, you are an natural photographer. Your work is primarily dealing with the world outside of our world, dealing with the moon, dealing with space, and your photos are truly remarkable. I, I love the content you're putting out, not only the NFTs that are coming to the BitMart NFT marketplace starting June 6th, but also some of the just beautiful art that you have been able to find in the world around us and the world beyond ours. How did you get to this point? Because you were working in television before this, right? So how do you go from working in TV in in your country to now working na deep into the metaverse um yeah well like like you said i mean i worked in in tv and film production for about 10 years and uh i've been doing astrophotography for i don't know maybe six seven years now i've been you know a lifelong fan of space ever since i was a kid growing up during the 90s with uh, the space shuttle, you know, you see all these great space missions and uh, people going into space and the Hubble Space Telescope uh, beaming down all these amazing images. Um, so, you know, as a kid, I was really influenced by, by space. And then growing up, you know, um, I've been an, an amateur astronomer. I had my telescope. I would go out and stargazing and stuff. And then, you know, one day I thought, hey, what, you know, what would happen if I pair a camera to, to my telescope? So the first thing you do is, you know, you kind of went where you put your eye, uh, you stick your camera and see what comes out. And funnily enough, you know, you realize that you can start making and taking these these images of space, of the planets and the moon and deep space objects and nebula and stuff. And, uh, you know, that that's a really um, deep, deep rabbit hole that you fall into. And, you know, once you start, uh, for most of us, there's no going back. And um, so I, I, I used to do this, you know, as my hobby keeping my, my day job. And then uh, a couple of years ago, I decided to, you know, just give it a chance and and see what would happen if I, uh, if I gave it a chance and went like full-time astrophotographer. And about that time or sometime later, uh, that's when I found out about NFTs. So, you know, that really like clicked together and, and was really the thing that allowed me to, you know, start living off of my work and of my art. And how has that transition been, you know, as someone working in a steady day job, you know, I, you know, the creative, the inner creative in me wants to run off into the woods and just paint. You can see my artwork behind me. Not great, but I love doing it. But when you, when you take that leap, you know, you, you, you have a partner, you have this life. 
what are the things that you believe for a creator, for someone out there who's listening to this and wants to jump not only into their art full-time, but also jump into the world of NFTs full-time as an NFT creator, what's some advice you can give them? What are some things, some lessons you've learned in the process that brought you to this point to where you're making a living off of it? Um, well, honestly, I mean, I, I feel like on the one hand, I've been extremely lucky, you know, because not everyone gets to, you know, do what they love for, for a living. Uh, I'd also say that, you know, it's been great. And someone said that if you, you know, if you work uh, doing what you do or something like that, you'll never work a, a day in your life. But to me, it's just like the opposite. I mean, I'm working, you know. Monday through Monday, 24-7, whenever I get a chance, because, you know, that's just what I like doing. But for me, like, weekends disappear, you know, the concept of, of, you know, ending your work week and having, like, two days rest or something, you know, that's vanished uh, for forever. But it's in a good way. I mean, I, I really enjoy, you know, doing what I do, and I consider myself very lucky. But having said that, I mean, I, my advice would be to anyone that's considering doing that, uh, you know, obviously, we all have responsibilities, we all have bills to pay, we all have stuff to, to do. And in some cases, you know, it's easier than, than others uh, to, to do this transition. But I also feel like today, uh, nowadays, and especially in these past years, the pandemic and everything, like work and, and work situation have been like so flexible and dynamic and giving people a chance to, you know, quit their job, find something else and stuff like that, that... Um, you know, I'd certainly recommend that if you can, just give it a chance. And if not, you know, you can always go back to your previous job, find another one or whatever, or that's at least what I had in mind as a plan B, uh, you know, if I had ever had to do it. And I didn't. So, you know, it's been it's been really cool. So let's talk about this collection, the the Cosmos Arts concept the, that you're putting out there that's on the BitMart NFT exchange. You can go to bitmart.com for more information on that or just find it directly in the description below uh, this video and this podcast. What was the first step in creating this specific drop? And get, tell us the story. Tell us how, how you got here and tell us what these NFTs are. Um, well, I mean, uh, for this specific drop, this, is, this consists of four pieces. It's a photograph, uh, one of like my signature images. Uh, I specialize in moon photography. So there's of course a, a lunar image. We have also like this deep dive into the sun where you can see some sunspots and filaments and, and stuff like that. Those two pieces are one of ones, you know, in NFTs you can either do single pieces or like multiple editions. Um, so those two are like the, the staples of my collection, the most important pieces, and those are going to be just one of ones. So this means basically there's only one copy of those. And, um, then there are other two pieces. One is also a, a lunar image, but of a like, much wider field with the clouds and everything that's called distant journeys. That's really like, uh, I was trying to capture what you see, you know, with your own eye, when you look at the moon. You see it up there. Sometimes you see it. It's a cloudy night. You see it between the clouds and you see a, a few stars. And uh, with a camera, it's kind of tricky to to try that. I don't know if you ever tried, like, just, you know, you see, you go outside, you see the moon. It's so beautiful. You point your camera at it, your cell phone or something, you snap a shot. And it's just like this white dot. Um, so it's kind of a, an, an elusive target. And actually, during the, the pandemic, I mean, for most astrophotography, 
you really need to like head on out and look for dark skies, you know, so you have like a really good dark skies uh, with, with lots of stars and everything. And during the lockdown, I live in, in Buenos Aires, which is uh, a really like big light polluted um, city. So basically if I go up to my rooftop at night, I'll see just three little stars. Uh, so during lockdown, uh, I started like specializing on the moon because the moon is a really big and bright target and you can image it from uh, the city. You don't have to go out to dark skies. So that became like kind of my, my specialty. And in a way, you know, it became a fetish because night after night I would go out, you know, try and, 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 you know, have a, a rest from everything that was going on uh, with the pandemic and, you know, the uncertainty and everything and just focus and look up and focus on the sky and just shoot the moon. And that was like really um, kind of like therapy for me. And that's when I became, you know, more and more specialized. And within astrophotography also, it's kind of strange to see people shoot the moon because actually the moon will wash out, uh, you know, it's so bright that it will, it'll wash out all the details in deep space images, you know, you won't get any stars or nebula or anything. So folks that do astrophotography don't usually focus on the moon. They try to avoid it. And I actually embraced that. So, you know, I'm really, really happy and became kind of like a, a fan of the moon. So that's my third image. And the fourth image is a shot of the Milky Way. You can see the whole Milky Way from start to end uh, with, you know, a lot of detail with nebula and stuff like that. And that you really need to, yeah, go out into dark skies and stuff. That that image is actually a mosaic, which means that it's made up of, you know, tons of, of little, little images shot at, much, at a much uh, longer focal length. You get like a little piece of the sky and then you just go shooting it and then stitch it all up. And uh, that is going to be an editions piece. So 30 editions of that are going to be available. And the idea is that, uh, you know, the moon and the sun are these unique pieces. And then the other two are, are available, uh, 30 editions at, at a lower uh, price point for those folks who want to collect. Well, these sound really awesome. And to talk about your process a little bit, when the world did shut down in 2020, it forced a lot of people to make big pivots and you're, you know, becoming the world's biggest fan of the moon, the moon ostensibly becoming your muse for a long period of time. How is it adjusting back to shooting more traditional astral photography, doing these mosaics, doing these other pieces? And what is that process like of shooting just straight up the night sky, not having, you know, the ability to just head up to your roof to do the trap. Like I grew up in New York city and I, I still live in town and the, the night sky, you only get that big, beautiful moon. Like you see like the, the, like a blood moon or things like that. Those are moments that really just stop you in your tracks. But when you go outside of the city or you go to a farm, either in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, or you go out to the rural parts of this country, it's a culture shock. So how, how do you handle, how did you handle that transition to, you know, you're going back to that lifestyle, going back to shooting photos like that? It had to be a bit, yeah. of, a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's insane because, you know, when you, when you shoot Astro, it's just like a really special uh, mindset, you know, just being out there and, and, and these, in these, you know, really dark sky sites, and just looking up and seeing literally billions of stars, uh, you know, each one of them just like our sun. And it's, 
you know, ESTRA is a very like technical process. It takes a whole lot of time because you do these hundreds of long exposures. So, you know, it can take anything from a few hours to a couple of nights just to get one shot. So, you know, you have a lot of time to just sit there by your gear, you know, just checking that everything's okay. But, you know, mostly it's just, uh, you know, sitting there waiting and looking up. And that gives you like a lot of time to enjoy this as well. So it's a pretty like um, technically heavy and intensive activity, but also like quite slow. So you get a lot of time to reflect. And I really enjoy like these these outings and getting out of the city, uh, you know, packing up all my gear, just jumping into the car, driving for an hour or two, setting everything up and just spending the night out there. Uh, you know, it's really priceless. It's like a perk you get because, you know, uh, you can also like do this, uh, you know, remotely or whatever, but just going out there and experiencing that, it's just so rewarding. So that's, yeah, a, a big part of it is just uh, actually doing it. What do you want potential buyers of your NFTs or potential buyers of your art outside of NFTs to know about you, to know about your art, to know about your process and the, the artists they're buying into, the artists they're investing in, what is it they, they, that you want them to know? Um, well, I mean, basically what I try to do with my art is just try and share, uh, you know, what I feel when I go out, like you were saying, you know, when you go out and you just look up and it stops you dead in your tracks, man. That feeling you get when you look into the nets, that night sky is what I try to convey with my um, photography. And like I said, you know, if you ever tried just, you know, looking up at the moon and it's so great there and you try snapping a picture on your phone or with a camera, you see that, you know, it's, it's a very uh, big gap to bridge between like seeing it and actually getting a, a good image of it. Um, so that's like, I, I try and, you know, try and get like the best image you're going to get of these deep space um, objects. And basically, you know, I want people to get it uh, if, if it resonates, you know, Astro is kind of a thing that you either like, or you just, you know, don't, don't pretty much care about it. But if you like it, if you click with it, there's not much to say about it. It's just like sharing this experience. It'll remind you of that time, you know, that very special time when you were maybe a kid and went out camping and, like you said, saw this, the, the stars for the first time or a lunar eclipse that you saw you didn't even know and you looked up and the moon was red. Uh, you know, it's trying to, like, reproduce these feelings that you get when you actually experience these things that, unfortunately, um, sometimes we don't get to experience too often. And, you know, because most of us, like you said, we live in the city, we have, you know, uh, our day jobs, our daily routine. And unfortunately, that connection, like with the night sky, has been getting like lost, uh, you know, lately. So I just try and get those little feelings back. Yeah, it is a reminder of just where we are in the world with the idea of light pollution and going but communing with nature, going back to nature and realizing how expansive our universe is, how vast it is and how relatively small we are. We are a micro dot within this large expanse that continues to expand. And Franco, thank you so much for taking the time with us today and just reminding us of the true beauty of space and the true beauty of communing with the world around us and with the universe. 
Is there anything you want to impart to our audience today before we head out ways people can find you, ways people can see you on social media, ways that people can interact with you a little bit more and interact with your art? Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter. I'm uh, at Cosmos Astro Art. And, you know, I just post my links over there. So if you just hook me up on, on Twitter, you know, you'll see all, all of my work. And I just want to say, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. And, you know, I just want to say to folks, regardless of, of this NFT launch or whatever, uh, if you enjoy the work, if you enjoy the images, I encourage you to go out, you know, look at the moon, take five minutes to look up next time you're in a dark sky or something. Because uh, to me, that really helps to, you know, put things into perspective. Like you said, you know, we're nothing but a small, a small, small fraction of the universe that's out there. And, you know, it really helps sometimes to, you know, take five, look up and see that things aren't, aren't that big down here and aren't that important compared to the rest of the universe. <laughs> Thank you so much, Franco. Cosmos Astro Art on Twitter is where you want to go. Follow, like, check out his art, not only on his website and on Twitter, but also on the BitMart NFT exchange. We're launching on June 6th. Thank you so much, Franco, for joining us here today on NFT 101. Hopefully, we'll have you on, on your next drop, and we'll talk a little bit more about this and also just kind of get a little bit deeper into how insignificant we really are in the universe. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Take Thank care. you. Hey, Nathan here from BitMart. Hope you liked that conversation. I know that I always do. It's great learning more about crypto and kind of putting a face behind all the technical jargon. But that's not the last thing we have to do. We've got to get some legal stuff out of the way. And so here it goes. All opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.